Hi, and welcome to the Seven Elements of Wellness podcast. I'm Trisha Marcus. And I'm Lacey Wall, aka L-Dub. We are the creators of the Seven Elements of Wellness lifestyle routine, dedicated to helping you feel good more than you don't. The Seven Elements of Wellness are spiritual, mental, emotional, relational, nutritional, physical, and financial. And what we found is that we're all living these elements. It's how much attention are we giving each one. Because where your attention goes, your energy flows. When you combine them all and they flow together, it's powerful. This is personal development combined with an overall wellness program. After over 15 years spent on our own health and wellness journey and trying countless practices and modalities, we discovered it's not woo-woo, it's wellness. Woo-woo. Each one of us is on our own path, and what resonates with one might not resonate with another. The purpose of this podcast is to save you time, money, and energy by bringing you the knowledge and the tools that can help empower you and meet you where you're at. It's really a journey of self-love, a foundation to help you be the best version of yourself and let go of the version of you that tells you you're not. Learning to get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable and just be. Let's go. Let's see how many days in a row we can flow. everyone. Welcome to the Seven Elements of Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Stoll, and I'm here with Lacey and Trish. We're in the studio. Oh my gosh, we're excited. We are kicking off episode 17 and technically season two of our podcast. We're doing things a little bit different this time. Instead of dedicating each episode to a specific element, we are going to be just inviting our guests to share their knowledge, to really shine, share their expertise with us. And then allow you as listeners to see how you want to incorporate this into your seven elements routine, your lifestyle. Because, right, what we learned the first season is that we tried to dedicate these episodes to each element, but every episode, right, they all integrated together. They all combined. It was like, we're talking about mental, but also here's emotional and relational. So this time we are just opening it up to our guests to really share. So today we're starting off with Terry Darty. She is fantastic. We all have such a beautiful relationship with her. She was our presenter at the Spiritual Element event here in St. George, Utah. She is on the podcast today. Tell me, Lacey and Trish, both of you have worked with her. She's an energy facilitator, and that's kind of an interesting concept, and we totally dive into that in the interview. But tell me about your experience with Terry. What was that like? Why was she your first choice? Terry has probably been the most pivotal person on my path of my spiritual um, practice and really getting to know myself. I actually met her through Lace. She kept telling me to try out Terry and I had a chiropractor also recommend she did myofascial release massage. And so I went in there and finally decided to give it a go. And I remember her asking if I wanted to do energy work with it, with my massage. Was I open to it? And I was like, oh yeah, okay. I didn't, I didn't even know what energy work was. I actually had no idea. Um, I knew some muscle testing and that was it. And she asked, um, the very first question to test my energy, she asks, you know, a series of questions. And the first one was, I know who I am. And I couldn't answer her. My body knew as soon as I went to repeat the words after her, I, I just started crying. And I, I instantly knew the answer was, you know, false negative when she's testing my energy. I, d- I did not know who I was. And so I, I couldn't stop crying, actually, the whole rest of the massage. And she said it was okay after. And she gave me a book called Remembering Wholeness and told me to go home and read that and then come back. That my spirit was ready for this work, but that I wasn't. So that was just, and I did. I went home and I read that book. And that really started me on my path of remembering really who I was and um, empowering myself to do the work. And why, how did you meet Terry Lace? Because I, mean, I think I've heard the story. Yeah, I met Terry 14 years ago and I was just in my beginning stages of the energy work myself where I just knew what that was and my lifelong health journey. And I met Terry at an energy class called Wings. And then I found out she was a massage therapist and worked with fascia. And so I too (laughs) went and started having sessions with her and started learning a lot about myself and mostly how much um, I had an issue with my perception of other people's perception of me. So having Terry facilitate my own energy to teach me how to facilitate my own energy and what that meant and how it flowed and I was in charge of it. (laughs) It totally was a game changer. She's a mentor to me. She's who I channel in certain situations to where I was like, what would Terry do right now? She would tell me to own my own power, you know, and that has been a big foundation of what seven elements of wellness is about, is about empowering others, self-love, do the work on yourself. And she's one of the most incredible facilitators or humans 
to be able to do that and to be able to show other people how to do that because that's what it's all about. That's it's what about. I love about her. She's like a walking testament of doing the work. You read a lot of books. We've read a ton of books. Untethered Soul comes to mind, but Terry is like, she does it. She she is a walking example of it. And so exactly what would Terry do? <laughs> what, would you, what would Terry do? <laughs> yeah. It's like, own your own power, be your own guru. And that that's, you know, everyone right now is on this healing journey, it seems. And so many people claim to be healers. And what I love about Terry is she always says, no, no one's here to heal you. You are the healer. You heal yourself. She's just facilitating for you and helping you do the work. Because really, the only person who can change is you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm super excited. That's why we had her be the spiritual element presenter and why I'm super excited she's kicking off season two, because that's what it's about. It's about offering each person's element, you know, because you never know who you're going to meet and who needs to hear that information, that remembrance, because that's what it's about remembering remembering and learning. Yeah, this interview is so fantastic. I'm so excited to share it with everybody, share it with you, take what you need from it. We're going to dive in with Terry. It's all about empowerment. It's all about being your own guru. Let's go. Yeah, enjoy it. Hello, Terry. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Courtney. Thanks for having me. So tell me, what do you call yourself? What What is your title? I call myself an energy facilitator. Okay. I am a skilled muscle tester. And doing energy work, you are muscle testing the other person's energy, spirit body, whatever you want to call it. So you want to get, you have to clear your mind because you want clear information. So I, I'm kind of like a, a detective. I find what's happening within people's subconscious mind through muscle testing. So they know what to, to change, switch, work on. Um, what are some blocks that are going on? Um, negative and limiting beliefs, negative emotions. Not only do we have our own negative and limiting beliefs, but we also have our ancestors. So I, I'm a detective, an energy detective. That's cool. I love <laughs> that because I feel like a lot of times when we have things going on, whether it's physically or mentally or just feeling off, I mean, a lot of times we don't know why. So to have someone come in and be like, I'm your detective, I will help you find answers. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. I wanted to be a real detective. That didn't happen. So this is close. <laughs> <laughs> this will work. This works for me. Well, and this is so beneficial, I think, for everybody. So <laughs> It is. There's just just a really quick note about that. And as far as I know, there's only two ways. There might be more. But the two ways that I know that your conscious and your subconscious minds communicate, one is dreaming. When you're asleep, your conscious and subconscious minds communicate with each other. It's the same with muscle testing. So you find what's in your subconscious mind that no longer serves you, a belief, an emotion, and you bring it to your conscious mind and then you can switch it, change it. Because all you can do with energy is switch it. Okay. We're going to jump into that in okay. a lot more detail in okay. a little bit because I want to. I want you to talk about muscle testing and just even what energy work is, like how to work with energy. But I want you to tell us a little bit about you. Tell us your story and how did you... So you wanted to be a detective and you ended up doing this. How did you get to even understand how to work with energy and, and how it works? Well, I'm going to start in... In 03, I was living in Las Vegas, single mother, five children, had no clue where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. And then I decided I wanted to be a massage therapist. So I went to massage school and they talked a little bit about energy and I thought it was kind of cool. 2004, I moved to St. George, back to St. George, um, helped take care of my parents. My daughter wanted to go to school here. And I was shortly after I moved here, I was introduced to energy work by my dear friend, Myrna. And it was interesting and I thought it was strange. And so I started going to back then what they called group. And that's when there would be, you know, 10 or 20 people and there was one facilitator and you got to clear one issue. And I started noticing changes in my life and I started to, to read books about this energy. The first book I ever read was called Remembering Wholeness by Carol Tuttle. And I tell people this a lot. When I first learned 
about the synergy work, I felt like somebody took the box off of my head and everything out there, there was an answer to everything. There was so much knowledge available. I had been blocking myself, but I wasn't aware that I was blocking myself from knowledge. So I started reading these books and I decided that I was going to learn how to work on myself. And the modality of energy work that I was introduced to was called Wings, Bridges to Freedom. And then it changed just to wings and it was developed by a woman named Jenny. And I took the class probably three or four times because muscle testing was a challenge. And I practiced every single day muscle testing. Yes and no. My name is Terry. My name is Lucy. And until I could feel it. And then I was determined I was going to fix myself. And so I worked on myself for five years just on myself. Mm. I had no intention of ever working on anyone else or doing anything other than just fixing myself and, and working on my kids. Mm-hmm. And I, there was one, one client that came and she wanted me to do energy work on her once a week. And I thought, well, okay, well, let me, let me just say, I am a massage therapist. I'm a licensed massage therapist. And So I eventually started adding the energy work in with the massage because there are emotions that get trapped and that's what it causes dis-ease in our physical body. So everything is connected. Mm -hmm. Your physical body doesn't just get sick. Mm -hmm. There is a reason and it's emotional in the beginning. Yeah. So this one client, she wanted me to work on her once a week and I said, okay. And then she said, I want to do group. And I said, well, I don't do group. And she said, well, I don't want to do it unless you're the facilitator. So I thought, well, okay. (laughs) And she promised there were only be four people and nine people showed up. And then she wanted to learn how to do the energy work. And I said, well, I don't teach it. And then she said, I don't want to do it unless you're the teacher. And so I, I'm grateful for her because she, she's part of the reason I'm where I'm at because she pushed me Mm -hmm. to do things that I may not have done. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, the wings program, uh, the lady who developed it passed away a couple of years ago and, uh, myself along with two of my friends that we've been doing energy work together, Wendy Rose and Sheila Hunter, we developed our own modality called energy healing with light, the light switch. Okay. So that's how, that's kind of the story and how I got to be here. It wasn't something that I was looking for or planned. It just came into my life and I embraced it. Can you define energy work? There's so many different perceptions of what energy work is. There's a lot of people that think it's really woo-wah, it's really out there, but there's also this concept of everything is energy, everything is malleable and you're able to manipulate it, change it. Energy's all around us. So when you say energy work, what are we doing? Okay. So the reason I like the word work is because if you have a desire to change your life, it takes work. Mm. You know, we know from, from the scientists that everything is energy. You know, Einstein, if you want to, if you want to change the world, change yourself and the world around you will change. Everything is energy. That's all there is to it. And all energy has a frequency. Okay. So if you were to stand in front of a full length mirror and take everything physical away, you would see a bright energetic being of light. Hmm. That's your energy body, spirit body, your power, whatever you want to call it. But that is your energy. You're accountable for it. When we talk about owning your power, that means that you and you alone are accountable and responsible for everything you think, everything you say, and everything you do, which once you work on that, you let go of denial, excuses, and blame, because those are three things that will keep you from moving forward in your life. Okay. So it's really just embracing and honoring that you have a powerful energy body, spirit body. Energy cannot lie. It does not know how. Okay. Okay. So this microphone that I'm speaking into can't tell me that it's a dog. <laughs> okay. So, and everything has a, a frequency. So energy knows no time, distance, or space. Energy is a form of communication. It's a higher form than verbal. And I'm going to say that most people have experienced this. You walk into a room or you meet somebody and you think, I I can't be around this person Mm -hmm. or something doesn't feel right. Okay. Yeah. That is because everything that I as an individual think, say, and do is in my energy field. 
Okay. okay. The only thing you can really do with energy is switch it. You can switch anger to peace. You can switch hate to love. And love and peace are going to vibrate at a higher frequency than anger and hate. And because we are energetic beings, we're going to attract more of where our energy vibration is. Mm. This is sometimes a hard concept for people, but your life that you have now is what you've created for yourself. And I know there's some horrific things that have happened to people, but you still have the power within you to change that. Mm-hmm. And this is not anything new. The, uh, you know, all the energy gurus out there, you know, Joe Dispenza and I love Carolyn Mace's book, Anatomy of the Spirit and Power Versus Force by David R. Hawkins. Some of these are books that explain energy and how it works and why it works and how you can use it to change your life. Mm-hmm. So the work is in, are you aware of your thoughts? Are you aware of what you're thinking? Are you aware of what you're feeling? Are you aware of what you're speaking? Are you consciously aware of what you're doing? And so the whole, the whole point of doing energy work is to come to a higher level of consciousness and self-awareness. And you do that by starting with your thoughts. Okay. So yeah. So if I've never experienced energy work before and I'm just stepping into this process of I'm tired of feeling exhausted all the time. I'm tired of my relationships being difficult. I want to work on me. What would you, how would you even begin? Um, An introduction to it would be to make a personal appointment and have it explained. I feel like people need to know what they're doing. If they make an energy appointment, they need to know what's going to happen. Yeah. So what's going to happen? If we make an appointment, what can we expect? Okay. So you're, for me, you're going to come to my home. You're going to sit on my couch. I'm going to introduce you to it. If you've never experienced muscle testing, I will demonstrate it on you. So you can feel in muscle testing, you either have a, a a strong response, which is a yes, or a weak response, which is a no. Now, I remember when I started on this journey, maybe like 12 years ago, mm-hmm. I was so intrigued by the concept of energy work, muscle testing. Like, really? I have all the answers within me? Like, really? Right. And so I read a book. It's called Your Body Doesn't Lie. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who the author is. Louise Hay. Louise Hay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... I remember that introduced me to the concept of muscle testing. Your body doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. So can you explain a little bit what muscle testing kinesiology is and why that's really helpful? Yes. So our, our spirits control our mind. Our mind controls our physical body. So we are connected. That spirit mind body complex, which is talked a lot about in yoga and meditation, Muscle testing works because when you make a statement and it's it's a a yes for you, it's a positive, it lifts your energy, your energy flows throughout your physical body and it makes it strong. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you've seen the arm test, you hold your arm out and if it's a no for you, if you say no or you make a statement, let's use the statement, I own all of my own power. Okay. Okay. So I would have the person say, I own all of my own power. I would have them stick their arm out. I would push down. If it holds, that means, yes, I own all of my own power. And when you say hold, that means you can't push the arm down. Their muscle is strong. strong. Okay. Yes. That's a strong response. That means the body is like, yes. Okay. I own all of my own power. Okay. That means you're in charge of what you think, say, and do. Okay. If something is not your belief, it's a negative for you, it sinks your energy. So if I have the person say, I own all of my own power and I push on their arm and it goes down, that is the subconscious mind telling this person, you don't own your power. The interesting thing is, is a lot of times people will start crying because they can feel it. You know, as adults, we start thinking instead of feeling. Mm -hmm. And going back to the energy communication, babies, kids, young children, and animals are a great example of energy. You know, people say, oh, don't be scared. The horse will sense it. Well, horses are prey animals and they, their best communication is feeling. So they feel fear. They sense fear and they don't know what it is and they're trying to get away from it. Mm. You know, the horse doesn't say, okay, this idiot on my back is scared to death. I'm going to buck him off and run home. (laughs) Yeah. That's not what the horse is doing. And so that energy of fear 
to them, they're very in tune with that. Mm -hmm. Same thing with kids. Mm -hmm. So if you have an animal that doesn't like somebody, you need to pay attention. If you have a baby or a child or a young person that says, mom, I don't, I don't want to be around this person. Please listen to them. Yeah. Because that's their best form of communication. They can feel more than they can verbally communicate. And as adults, we need to get get that back. Yeah. It's like your intuition. It's yes. That, it's that gut feeling, yes. the vibe. Yes. I mean, how many times, have, like you said, you walk into a room and you're like, ooh, the energy. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Do, I don't know why, but I just feel off being here. And that's energy, right? Yes, it is. It's the frequency of whatever, you know, whatever you think, say, and do is in your energy field. In mm-hmm. fact, everything you have ever seen heard, done, felt, experienced in your lifetime is recorded in your energy. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It is a lot. I mean, my mind just went. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, that means in your entire life. So from an infant to an adult, if Uh, you've got all of those experiences, all of those, you know, feelings, all of the thinking, all of the trauma, all of the things, mm -hmm. all the things embedded inside of you. That's a lot. But at the same time, what a realization, because then, right, you can go in and pull those out. Yes, exactly. And it's not just from an infant. It's from the very point of your conception. Even the energy that you were conceived in. Wow. Was it love? Was it lust? Was it force? Was it duty? Wow. And what was, you know, what was going on with your mother while you were in the womb? That that's you're still communicating energetically. Yeah. So I'll share a story. Okay. Yeah. About, I don't know, probably 10 years, 12 years ago, I had a client that I did not want to work on anymore. It was a male client and I was scared to death to tell him no. I was mortified. I just couldn't do it. But I knew my gut was saying, you can't have this person in your home anymore. So I had a friend of mine muscle test me and she said it's from your childhood and the the belief in my subconscious mind was it's not okay to tell a man no Mm. I was scared it was a fear and so we muscle tested and found out that the age that I took on this belief was nine and I thought oh man I you know that's a long time ago for me and I went to bed that night and it came to me very clearly the incident So when I was nine, my father, who I loved dearly and was a very kind, gentle man, he was big. He was six foot three, probably weighed 240. He was a big German-Irish man, but he was very kind. He was a good dad. And he said to me, Terry Lynn, you get in there and do the dishes for your mother. And I remember thinking, I wonder what he would do if I said no. I was a very obedient child because my parents were lovely people and I wanted to obey them. Uh And so I remember saying, no, I no. And my dad looked at me in shock and said, what did you say to me? And I just quietly said, no, I don't want to. And my dad took that big loving hand and just spatted me. It wasn't like a, he didn't like hit me or it just spatted me mm-hmm. and said, don't you tell me no. My heart was broken. Oh. Well, emotionally, my belief was if I tell a man no, I will be physically and emotionally hurt. Wow. And I'll be darned if that wasn't how I lived my life. I was going to say, did you notice that pattern? At that time when that, when that dream came to me and we had done that work, I thought this has been my life. Wow. And it wasn't my dad's intention. Right. Right. It was my nine-year-old perception. Right. And I took on the belief and that's what I attracted. Right. So that's what can happen and it's it's nobody's to blame or nobody's fault but the cool thing is is with the light switch and it's just three little movements with your hands but the intention is to switch that belief that it's okay and safe for me to tell a man no yeah so I text him the next day and I said I can't work on you anymore end of story Mm -hmm. is there a problem nope I just can't work on you and were you in your power when you said that? A hundred percent. I took my power back from that incident. So I, I clearly connected myself to men. I let go of the fear that I would be hurt if I said no and moved on with my life. Wow. It's a beautiful thing. Wow. Okay. Let's backtrack just a little bit. Going back to muscle testing. So basic muscle testing, you lift up your arm. There's lots of ways to do it. Some people do like a sway test. Some people do with their fingers, but 
the concept is a strong muscle. I don't know. What would you call it? It's like a strong muscle response. Oh, yes. That's what we call it. A strong response or a weak response. Okay. So mm-hmm. I've had many experiences doing muscle testing. I've done muscle testing with you before. I've been right. your client and right. you've helped mm-hmm. me so much, but I've had the experience where I hold up my arm mm-hmm. and I've had a weak test. And you were talking about how some people can feel that weak test. And I've absolutely felt that before where I have my arm held up and you know we're asking a question and I do I feel like oh my gosh I can't hold my arm up I don't have the strength in that statement right how do you use the muscle testing to come up with information so you talk about just basic statements but let's say someone has an illness or a disease or something that is really ailing them how would you use muscle testing to to find answers for them well that's a great question because of the spirit mind body complex If everything is clearly connected, and let me just clarify what that means. It means the energy between you and that thing or you and that person is clean and clear. Let's use a person who has been diagnosed with cancer. Okay. Okay. I'm actually going to have them make the statement. I'm clearly connected to the cancer. Okay. And, you know, it's first it's like, whoa. Yeah. Well, all that means is that any static, mucky energy, fear between them and those abnormal cells in their body is clean and clear so the body can do its job. Okay, that's interesting because I would think... I don't want to be connected to it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to be scared of it. But that's a really interesting concept of like, I need to look at it, right? I need yes. to be connected to it. Yes. So so clearly connected, I compare it to, there's two ways. One, if you rub a balloon on your hair long enough, it's going to stick because of static energy. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't want to walk around with my ex-husband's energy stuck on me all day. So I want to be clearly connected to him. So if you clear the static energy, the balloon is free to go its way. I'm free to go my way. Whether we we go together or apart. Wow. But you want a clean, clear, energetic connection between you and whatever that thing and you and that person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So once the person is clearly connected to the cancer, we're going to look up the body part mm-hmm. and see what the emotions are connected to that. So let's use throat cancer as an example. Okay. Okay. That's chakra five. That is what have you trapped in, in your chakra five, in your voice, in your throat, are there things that you have not said that mm. you wanted to say? Do you have a voice? Do you believe what you have to say is important? Um, do you believe that you're heard when you speak? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if it happens so much nowadays, but back in the olden days, you know, children should be seen and not heard. Right. So don't talk. Yeah. Um. Okay, well... I have a voice mm-hmm. and it has to do with your power of choice and being the authority in your life. And so that gets that negative energy. Like you go, oh, that person makes me so mad, but I'm not going to say anything. Uh-huh. Where do you think that energy goes? It gets trapped in your throat. Okay. Yeah. And then eventually those cells, our cells are energy. Mm-hmm. Eventually those cells become ugly and, you know, distraught and they become, they're just abnormal. Mm-hmm. And so when you release that negative energy and you take your voice back, the thoughts in your mind, you know, exhale, exhale the bad thought or, or what you didn't say, what you wanted to say, but you never were able to speak it. Yeah. And then that releases it. So that's how I would use the muscle testing to gather the information. And most of the time I'm, I'll say, do you believe you have a voice? No. Mm-hmm. We can even muscle test to see if we need to go back to a specific age. Mm-hmm. What age did you take on the belief in your subconscious mind that you did not have a voice? Mm -hmm. Oh, it was 10. Okay, well, let's go back to your 10 year old. Yeah. And muscle testing has to be a yes or no question, right? I use statements, clarifying, very clarifying statements like to clear chakra five, I need to go back to a specific age. Yes. Okay. We need to identify the age. Yes. Okay. So then I would count one to five, six to 10. Oh, 10 tested strong. That's your spirit mind body complex saying, well, your subconscious mind telling your conscious mind that this belief started at at the age of 10. Okay. And so your 10 year old is right here. Yeah. Your 10 year old is with you. Yeah. That's why sometimes like a color or a, a smell or a sound or a building, you know, as soon as I drove by this building, I first time I walked in this building was 1965. Mm. 
it brings back memories. Mm-hmm. I remember my school teacher's name and I remember my friend. Mm-hmm. So all of the information is in our subconscious mind and our spirit body. It's all there. I mean, it seems like a lot, but it's exciting because then you can go in and switch it. I was just going to say, it's exciting. It's like going into the library and pulling a book off the shelf and having information. Yes. And I think when we remember those things too, it's like you said, it can be emotional. It's like if I go back to my 10-year-old, I remember the pain that that 10-year-old was in, the struggle that 10-year-old had, but I shut her down because I didn't want to look at it. I wasn't being validated. I wasn't being taken care of. I didn't have anyone to depend on, so I just moved on. But like you said, it was embedded in my throat and in parts of my body. And really that's what disease is. Is is that an accurate statement if I say that? I, I would say yes, because I tell people this all the time that our physical body is not in control. Because if you die, how many diseases is your physical body going to contract? Right. That would be zero. Right. I had a client one time, she came and said, so my body decided yesterday that it's allergic to almonds. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I said, so if you died and I threw almonds on your body tomorrow at your viewing, would your body sit up and be like, hey, I'm allergic to these? <laughs> yeah. She kind of looked at me like I had three heads, which is okay. But <laughs> but it's our spirit, our subconscious mind, our thoughts that are in charge of our physical body. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, probably most people know Joe Dispenza's story of him healing his back after he was dragged by a car. He was got hit on his bicycle. Mm-hmm. The intelligence of your, your all of your physical body, your bones, your muscles, your internal organs, the intelligence is there and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's your negative and limiting thoughts and negative beliefs that get in there and disturb your internal organs, like your liver. I, I, I might have this backwards, but I think your liver holds on to fear and your kidneys hold on to anger or it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people that have liver issues or people that have kidney stones or I'm very, very strongly of the belief that this all starts with your thoughts. Yeah. I know for me, I will be maybe sick to my stomach or nauseous or something. And I don't know where it's coming or what. And then, but I've got a big event coming up or I've got something that I'm nervous about. And then after it's over, I'm fine. So I do think that when the energy shifts, we can feel better. But I want to talk about that because okay. when you talked about clearing and we, and you talked about bringing it forward, becoming mm-hmm. aware of it, and then clearing it. Okay, to me, that was a concept that was, I had to really wrap my head around that because it seemed almost too easy. It's like, how can <laughs> I just switch it off? And then it's gone. Like this has been a trauma for me for years and years. This has been a response for me me. This has been an emotion for me. How do you just switch it? And how does that work? Well, I think that's where the word energy work comes in Mm -hmm. because you do have, you know, some of those memories are triggered. People like to call it a trigger. Yeah. Um, You know, maybe for someone who experienced abuse as a child, again, it goes back to your thoughts. Mm -hmm. What happened to you was not your fault. Mm -hmm. And It was an experience you had. It does not define who you are. Yeah. So I love Carolyn Mace's book, The Anatomy of the Spirit. She goes through each chakra and just the information in there to me is very profound. Um, In chakra six, which is our third eye, it talks about detachment. And this is a quote from her book that one who's detached, you have a sense of self so complete that external influences have no authority over your consciousness. Hmm. Now, I we have to practice that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you continue to go back and blame, deny, excuses, and not forgive, there was a study done that 60% of the people that in a survey they did that had cancer would not or could not forgive someone in their life. Hmm. Interesting. And it might have even been themselves. Oh, yeah. So the energy that love brings, the energy that forgiveness brings is miraculous, but it starts with you. Mm -hmm. So you work on loving you, liking you, honoring and respecting yourself. That's the energy that you will carry with you. And then you will attract people who love you, forgive you, honor you, respect you. Mm -hmm. So as goes back to Einstein, if you want to change the world, change yourself. Yeah. And the world around you will, will change. The best thing I ever did for my children was to work on me. Yes. Not them. 
Right. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And I can relate to that. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that's why Seven Elements of Wellness was created. It's giving you a guideline yes. to work on yourself. Yes. That's not too complicated. It's right. very basic. Seven areas of focus of health and wellness so that you can take care of yourself and then open the door for some of these modalities to come into your life and move forward. Yes, absolutely. I love the seven elements of wellness and what they're doing. And I do believe it gives people a just a different way. I mean, you're going to be attracted to the way that works for you. And I know sometimes people think this energy work is complicated, but if you practice and take it step by step, I think at the speaking at the spiritual element, Um, the last thing I said was go out there and be your own guru. Yeah. You have everything within you to change your life. Yeah. So if you, if you say, why am I attracting? Well, this is, this is one of the things that brought me to this energy work. One of my famous statements in 2003 and before was, why are all these stupid men attracted to me? And then it came into my mind. That's the wrong question. What do I feel about myself that I'm attracting these kind of men. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I started changing my thoughts about myself mm-hmm. and things did change. So, and my second question, there were two questions. One of them was about money mm-hmm. and I'm smart and I'm a hard worker, but why am I poor? Well, that was all generational. My father was Irish. Those people were destitute. They had some really crazy beliefs about money, that money was evil. And if you were, if you had money, you were prideful. And if you were poor, you were humble. Man, I got rid of those beliefs as fast as I could. So I wanted to live in the energy of abundance, mm-hmm. not the energy of lack. Yeah. But I had to become consciously aware of where those beliefs were coming from. Mm-hmm. Again, a miraculous change. Yeah. So if we're going to be our own guru, okay, maybe not ready to reach out to a facilitator, okay. you know, maybe this mm-hmm. is kind of a new concept and we're going to jump off this podcast, you know, and I'm going to go into my meditation and really try to connect to my higher power. Right. If I'm going to be my own guru and I'm going to take a step, make a change, become more aware. What, what would you say? Um, again, I would go back to thoughts. Really become aware of your thoughts. Now, that was an interesting, it's still kind of an interesting path for me because I, I will become aware of a thought and I think that's, that's not my thought. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And so I have the power to get rid of that thought. I can change that thought instantaneously, which makes my energy change instantaneously. Uh-huh. Okay. So Going back to energy and everything being energy, every thought you have is energy and it goes out into the energy field where it's available for people to pick up on. Mm -hmm. Just like when you walk into the room and you're like, I don't, I don't think I like what's going on in here. Mm -hmm. I can feel it, but I can't put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. So you have the power to change your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You have the power to change your self talk. If a thought comes up and you say to yourself, why would that thought come into my mind? Where did that come from? Mm -hmm. You might want to explore that. You can ask if you know how to muscle test, which we teach you in the class, how to muscle test yourself. Yeah. You can muscle test. This is my own thought. And if it, if it's a weak response and it tests, no, you can find out, you know, is it generational? Is it a personal experience? Is it a learned behavior? You can unlearn learned behaviors. Mm -hmm. You can clear personal experiences of the negative and limiting beliefs and negative emotions, Mm -hmm. and you can clear the generational belief. Mm -hmm. So you start with your thoughts. What am I, what am I thinking? What do I want to think? Yeah. Um, Do I want to think, Oh, I can't believe I did that yesterday. How could I be so stupid? No. I am strong. I am happy. I am kind. I am smart. You tell yourself whatever you have to tell yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is kind of a big thing. The The manifestations or the, what's the word, Courtney? Um, <laughs> affirmations. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you can say affirmations every day your whole life. But if it's not clearly connected, spirit, mind, and body, if there's a, a limiting belief or a negative belief in your subconscious mind that's blocking you from switching that, it might not ever happen. 
And how you would know that is by, would you muscle test yourself? I'm clearly connected to mind, body, and spirit. So we teach all of that in the light switch course. We take you through the connections, owning your power, taking yourself out of judgment is a big one. Mm -hmm. If you're judging other people, you're judging yourself. Mm -hmm. This is a hard part for some people. Everything comes back to you. Yeah. If you don't like somebody, you need to look at you. Yeah. And I think that's hard for people because it's hard to take accountability for some of these things. Yes, ma'am. Right. I mean, I know as a mother, we talked about as a mother, one of the best things you ever did for your kids was work on yourself. And I had that same experience, but boy, did it take me a long time to get there to the point where I had to be accountable for my anger, accountable for some of my reactions, you know, and that was hard. Yes. Well, it's so much easier to just point the finger and blame. Yeah. However... It's not easier. It's easier to take accountability, let it go and move on. And then you don't have to deal with it anymore. Mm. Not saying your life is going to, my life is not by any means perfect. Yeah. But I wake up with joy and happiness and, and looking forward to the day. And I like who I am and I love who I am and I honor and respect myself. That's not to say my life is perfect. There are still some things that I think, I okay, I, I need to check myself check yourself. So it's just learning how to be in control of your own thoughts, words, and actions. And it's very empowering. Yes. That's how you own your power. That's like the word of the day. It is. Yes. (laughs) Let's be empowered and step into our own power and take control of our life. Yes. And, And it is very, when you own and keep your own power, again, you're in control of everything you think, say, and do. Mm-hmm. And if you allow yourself to get angry, irritated, road rage is a good example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, somebody pulled out in front of me or ruined my whole day. Well, that's not their problem. It's your problem. So right. how are you going to fix that? Right. So when you can point your finger back at you and say to yourself, okay, how am I going to fix this? Yeah. Am I going to, you know, go to a, and I'm not saying talk therapy is bad. It's not. But sometimes people just talking it through, hearing themselves say it, it fixes it. Mm-hmm. So that's how you're your own guru. Be aware of yourself. Be aware of what you think. Be aware of what you say. Be aware of your actions. Yeah. And it's okay to be angry. Like if the yes. person pulls out in front of you and that mm-hmm. makes you angry, it's okay to be angry. Not maybe okay to 100 miles an hour, tail them, flip them off, mm-hmm. and then be have a bad day, ruin their day. Do you know right. what I mean? Right. That's where it's like, okay, that's, yeah. that's not really the best way. But it's okay to respond and be angry and feel that emotion. But like you said, yes. move through it. Be accountable for that. Yes. Yes. And and I think I'm glad you brought that up because another thing that my dad, people that know me have heard the story, but as a young teenager, I remember him saying, you know, if you're blue, you should listen to the blues. And I looked at him like he had three heads (laughs) because I thought, where did he come up with that is the strangest thing you should when you're blue, you should listen to happy music. (laughs) But I tried it one day. I was sad. I don't remember why. I went in my room, put on the blues, got a pillow, kicked, screamed, felt really sorry for myself. I felt the emotion Mm -hmm. in a room by myself, on the floor, on my pity pot. 20 minutes later, it was gone. Mm. And so I... I recognize that that was correct, that we have to feel, we have to recognize, acknowledge, feel, process through our feelings and emotions and then let them go. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, it's just here, take a pill, you'll feel better. No, no. You need to feel your emotions. You are accountable for what you do with those emotions. Yeah. Is it hard sometimes to control how you feel like the anger when when somebody pulls out in front of you and you have to slam on your brake and your heart's racing, you're angry because anger is a mask for fear. A hundred percent of the time you were just afraid for your life. Mm -hmm. So you take a deep breath and you say, "Okay, you know what? I forgive that person. I'm alive. Everybody's okay. I'm going on with my life. And then you take your power right back. Yeah. But you can still feel it and process through it. Yeah. And I think even as a parent, even if you've got a loved one, a partner, acknowledging that for them too, you know, as your child, you know, like it's, it's okay. Let's be angry. Let's hit the pillow. Let, you know, it's okay. I think when we shun it and we tell that's not appropriate, don't 
feel. Yeah. Or, you know, or don't be angry, you know, or a child's throwing a temper tantrum and it's like, stop it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Which, of course, you're in the middle of the grocery store or something. Right. Yeah, you want them to stop. But I'm just saying it's okay to allow others to feel their emotions as well and maybe even encourage that as long as it's in a safe space, right? I don't, what are your thoughts on that? I, I would agree with that 100%. And, and it's not even, you know, allowing them. It's just they have the right to feel. Yeah. And, you know, as I got older and, you know, my last daughter that was at home, I finally learned how to be a little bit of a better parent. But I would just say, you know what, I'm really angry with you right now. And I'm going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. You said you would unload the dishwasher before you left last night and you didn't. So I expect that it will be done today. And then I walked off. Mm -hmm. So I was allowed to express my anger. Yeah. I learned how to do it. Not angry, but I could at least say this is how I feel. Right. And then she just looked at me and unloaded the dishwasher. <laughs> no fight, no argument. Yeah. And if if someone else feels, I mean, I had this experience yesterday morning, my 44-year-old son called me and he was screaming so loud. He was so mad at his roommate. And so I just sat there and I said, are you okay? Is Are you hurt? No. And so I waited until he was done screaming. And I said, tell me what happened. And then he told me, and then I said, I'll clear your energy, take your power back. But he needed to express that. And so, yes, you are correct. And as long as it's within, you know, safe boundaries. Yeah, it, it takes a lot to be a safe person like that for yes. for a family member, right? I mean, it yes. does take a lot of your own work to be in that space. You have to own your power. Yeah. And not take it personally. Right, right. So I use this analogy sometimes that the neighbor's dog poops on your yard every day and you've asked him and he just flips you off and laughs at you and goes in his house. Mm-hmm. So now you're angry. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you going to do with that anger? Are you going to go kill your neighbor? I mean, you can. I came up with this because I actually saw a show one time that they came and killed somebody because the dog pooped on their lawn. Wow. That's extreme. Yeah. Um, You can kill the dog, which is still not good. You can throw the poop back on their yard. Um, You can put it in a paper sack and start it on fire and ring their doorbell. (laughs) You know, that old thing. Or... You can literally make the choice that you're just going to get a plastic bag and on your way to work, you're going to go out and pick up the dog poop and put it in the garbage and go on with your day. Mm-hmm. That means you are no longer giving that any of your energy. You're keeping your energy, which is your power. That's empowering. Yeah. And then you have control of you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, that is correct. And it doesn't affect you. Right. It's so it's it's like a miracle. Yeah. That's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. How do we find you? I know you're on Instagram. You're online. Yes. If we want to work with you, set up an appointment with you, where do we go? So we have, there's three things. We have uh, Facebook, Instagram, and it's Energy Healing with Light. Sheila puts on there all of our events, everything that's happening, the classes, the workshops, uh, personal sessions, if that's what you would like. Um, All of our phone numbers are on there. You can pick, maybe you resonate better with Sheila or Wendy than me. You can call or text them. Our numbers are on there. Um, We have a website. It's energyhealingwithlight.com. You can go on and sign up for the classes. We do ask that you have at least one personal session or have some experience in energy work before you come and take our course. Okay. And in our course, we have a a course one, level one, and a level two. Um, We teach you how to muscle test on yourself, muscle test on others. We teach you the light switch, which is a simple hand movement that switches the energy in less than two seconds. Mm -hmm. We teach how to stay clearly connected, how to put up your protective shield, and we have a whole section on the chakras. We give you two books, Anatomy of the Spirit and The Healing Questions Guide by Wendy Jensen. Those are books that we all use every day in the energy work. And just feel free to text or email or contact us. We'll answer any of your questions. People say, do you think I can do this? Absolutely. Anyone out there that's living can do this energy work. Yeah. And I I just want to say this really quick too. Once you start doing this energy work, you will start recognizing your gifts, your spiritual gifts and talents that every single solitary person on the planet has. Yeah. You don't want to block those. You want to use them. We have gifts so that we can help each other. 
Yeah. So that's energyhealingwithlight.com, Facebook, Instagram, and, you know, follow us. You can find out our events. We'll answer your questions. Uh, we're here for you. Thank you. And I've taken your course. Yes. Fantastic. Once I learned the light switch, I use that daily. It's a fantastic tool to have in your tool belt. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not saying it's the end all save all, but it's it's a good start to your journey. Mm-hmm. And you want to keep it simple. Um, it's not to control another person. Mm-hmm. It's to work on you. Well, and I feel so empowered. I yes. mean, it's like back to empowerment. I have this tool that I can use and I can intuitively use it mm-hmm. how I need to. And, and you taught me that. It, it's fantastic. So I Wonderful. highly recommend your course. Thank you. <laughs> Courtney. Is there anything else you'd like to share or speak to as we're wrapping up? I I mean, there's a lot, but yeah, just follow us, contact us. We would love to help. We would love to teach you. And we look forward to meeting anyone and everyone that's interested in, in finding us and taking the course. It absolutely can change your life. Yes. For the better. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being with us today. You're so welcome. Hey, we would love to connect with you. We believe that community and relationships are a vital element. And when you're doing the work, sometimes it can feel lonely. It doesn't have to be. You can join us on our Seven Elements of Wellness private Facebook group. This is a group where you'll get ideas, be able to ask questions, and find the support of a like-minded community. You can also find us on Instagram at Seven Elements of Wellness. This is where you'll find out about upcoming events, look for inspiration, motivational quotes, and a lot of shares. Make sure to check out our website at 7elementsofwellness.com. Here you can learn more about our mission and connect with our sponsors. You can purchase merchandise and get the latest on local and live streamed events. Are you guys down for a challenge? We got you covered. Head over to the website for all your challenge info, purchase a lifestyle kit, or download your free checklist. If you'd like to create your own seven elements of wellness community where you live, reach out to us. We'd love to help you get it started. The Seven Elements of Wellness podcast is created and produced entirely by volunteers who are passionate about sharing this message and assisting you on your journey to feel good more than you don't. If you would like to contribute to helping us continue to bring amazing content through this podcast and community events, we would love your support. You can find us on Venmo under our business account at Life Integrated. Any donation is so greatly appreciated and we thank you so much.